Clearshore presents Technology, Innovation, and Modern War, Class 9, Autonomy, Maynard Holiday, by Steve Blank. November 2nd, 2020, at steveblank.com. We just held our ninth session of our new national security class, Technology, Innovation, and Modern War. Joe Felter, Rashan, and I designed a class to examine the new military systems, operational concepts, and doctrines that will emerge from 21st century technology, namely space, cyber, AI and machine learning, and autonomy. Today's topic was Autonomy and Modern War. Some of the readings for this class included Directive 3000.09, Autonomy in Weapon Systems, U.S. Policy on Lethal Autonomous Weapon Systems, International Discussions Concerning Lethal Autonomous Weapon Systems, Joint All-Domain Command and Control, JADC2, A New Joint Doctrine for an Era of Multi-Domain Operations, and Six Ways the U.S. Isn't Ready for Wars of the Future. Our last two classes focused on AI and the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, the JAIC. The DOD's organization charted to insert AI across the entire Department of Defense. In this class session, Maynard Holliday of RAND describes the potential of autonomy in the DoD. Maynard was the Senior Technical Advisor to the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition, Technology, and Logistic during the previous administration. There he provided the Secretary Technical and Programmatic Analysis and Advice on R&D, Acquisition, and Sustainment. He led analysis of commercial independent research and development programs and helped establish the department's Defense Innovation Unit. And relevant to today's class, he was the Senior Government Advisor to the Defense Science Board's 2015 Summer Study on Autonomy. Today's class session was helpful in differentiating between AI, robotics, autonomy, and remote-operated systems. Today, while drones are unmanned systems, they are not autonomous. They are remotely piloted and operated. I've extracted and paraphrased a few of Maynard's key insights from his work on the Defense Science Board Autonomy Study, and I urge you to read the entire transcript and watch the video. There are a lot of definitions of autonomy. However, the best definition came from the Defense Science Board. They said to be autonomous, a system must have the capability to independently compose and select among different courses of action to accomplish goals based on its knowledge and understanding of the world itself and the situation. They offered that there are two types of autonomy. Autonomy at rest, these are systems that operate virtually in software and include planning and expert advisory systems. For example, in cyber, where you have to react at machine speed. And autonomy in motion, systems that have a presence in the physical world. These include robotics and autonomous vehicles, missiles, and other kinetic effects. Let's look at a few definitions. AI are computer systems that can perform tasks that normally require human intelligence. Sense, plan, adapt, and act, including the ability to automate vision, speech, decision-making, swarming, etc. It provides the intelligence for autonomy. Robotics provides kinetic movement with sensors, actuators, etc. for autonomy in motion. Intelligent systems combine both autonomy at rest and motion with the application of AI to a particular problem or domain. 
Over the last decade, the DoD has adopted robotics and unmanned vehicle systems, but almost all are dumb, pre-programmed or remotely operated, rather than autonomous. Autonomous weapons and weapons platforms, aircraft, missiles, unmanned aerial systems, UAS, unmanned ground systems, UGS, and unmanned underwater systems, UUS, are the obvious applications. To illustrate this, think of a concept of operations of a battle space, where on one side you have a joint force, a carrier battle group, AWACS aircraft, satellite communications, and on the other, you have the aggressor forces, which are employing cyber threats, dynamic threats, denied GPS and comms, things we already see in the battle space today. Another example would be where adversaries have developed sophisticated anti-access or area denial, A2-AD, capabilities. In some of these environments, human reaction time may be insufficient for survival. Autonomy can increase the speed and accuracy of decision-making. Using autonomy at rest, cyber and electronic warfare, as well as autonomy in motion, drones, kinetic effects, you can move faster than your adversaries can respond. The combatant commanders asked the science board to assess how autonomy could improve their operations. There are definitely times where autonomy is most valuable. For example, you don't need autonomy when the required decision speed is low, but as the required decision speed, complexity, volume of data, and danger increases, the value of autonomy goes up. The Defense Science Board studied several example scenarios. Some of these recommendations were invested in immediately. One was the DARPA Offset Program, Offensive Swarm-Enabled Tactics, run by Tim Chung. He holds the record for holding a hundred swarms. And he took his expertise to DARPA to run a swarm challenge. Another DARPA investment was the Cyber Grand Challenge, to seed fund systems able to search big data for indicators of weapons of mass destruction proliferation. The question that gets asked by commanders and non-combatants alike is, can you trust an autonomous system? The autonomy study specifically identified the issue of trust as core to the department's success in broader adoption of autonomy. Trust is established through the design and testing of an autonomous system and is essential to its effective operation. If troops in the field can't trust that a system will operate as intended, they will not employ it. Operators must know that if a variation in operations occurs or the system fails in any way, it will respond appropriately or can be placed under human control. DOD Order 3000.09 says that a human has to be at the end of the kill chain of any autonomous system now. A lot has happened since the 2015 Defense Science Board Autonomy Study. In 2018, the DOD stood up a dedicated group, the JAIC, the Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, which we talked about in the last two classes, to insert AI across the DOD. After the wave of inflated expectations, deploying completely autonomous systems to handle complex, unbounded problems is much harder to build than originally thought. A proxy for this enthusiasm versus reality can be seen in the hype versus delivery of fully autonomous cars. That said, all U.S. military services are working to incorporate AI into semi-autonomous and autonomous vehicles, into what the Defense Science Board called autonomy in motion. This means adding autonomy to fighters, drones, ground vehicles, and ships. The goal is to use AI to sense the environment, recognize obstacles, 
fuse sensor data, plan navigation, and communicate with other vehicles. All the services have built prototype systems in their R&D organizations, though none have been deployed operationally. A few examples. The Air Force Research Lab has its Loyal Wingman and Skyborg programs. DARPA built swarm drones and ground systems in its Offensive Swarm Enabled Tactics Offset program. The Navy is building large and medium unmanned surface vessels based on development work done by the Strategic Capabilities Office, SCO. It's called Ghost Fleet, and its large unmanned surface vessels development effort is called Overlord. DARPA completed testing the Anti-Submarine Warfare Continuous Trail Unmanned Vessel Prototype, or Sea Hunter, in early 2018. The Navy is testing unmanned ships in the NOMARS, No Manning Required Ship, program. Future conflicts will require decisions to be made within minutes or seconds compared to the current multi-day process to analyze the operating environment and issue commands, in some cases autonomously. An example of autonomy at rest is tying all the sensors from all the military services together into a single network, which will be the JACD-2, Joint All-Domain Command and Control. The Air Force version is called ABMS, Advanced Battle Management System. The history of warfare has shown that as new technologies become available as weapons, they are first used like their predecessors. But ultimately, the winners on the battlefield are the ones who develop new doctrine and new concepts of operations. The question is, which nation will be first to develop the autonomous winning concepts of operation? Our challenge will be to rapidly test these in war games, simulations, and in experiments. Then take that feedback and learnings to iterate and refine the systems and concepts. Finally, in the back of everyone's mind, is that while DOD Order 3000.09 prescribes what machines will be allowed to do on their own, what happens when we encounter adversaries who employ autonomous weapons that don't have our rules of engagement? Lessons learned. Autonomy at rest are systems that operate virtually, in software, and include planning and expert advisory systems. For example, cyber, battle networks, anywhere you must react at machine speed. Autonomy and motion are systems that have presence in the physical world, and this includes robotics and autonomous vehicles, missiles, and drones. AI provides the intelligence for autonomy. They sense, plan, adapt, and act. Robotics provides the kinetic movement for autonomy. Sensors, actuators, UAVs, USVs, etc. Deploying completely autonomous systems to handle complex, unbounded problems is much harder than originally thought. All U.S. military services are working to incorporate AI into semi-autonomous and autonomous vehicles and networks. Ultimately, the winner on the battlefield will be those who develop new doctrines and new concepts of operations. We're seeing this emerge on battlefields today. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.